0: Before we get into the episode I just take to like uh, take this chance to mourn the loss of the um 10 six people who were killed during the um, night was it club shooting here in you know here in Sacramento condolences to the to the fam, or friends and family of and relatives of the people who were affected I believe the the report was that it was 6 dead and i think 10 or 12 injured um yeah it's uh it's a tough it's really unfortunate that happened and you know you really wish like you know we could, we could not have shootings anymore in this country but it just keeps com- becoming a thing and you know this one hits hard because is right here in sacramento so yeah condolences to everyone who was affected by this tragic event and you know our leaders need to do better, um, but as it stands now, this is unfortunately these things. It's it didn't have to happen, and unfortunately it did. And yeah, again, just want to say condolences to all who was involved or know someone who was involved in this tragic, tragic shooting. Um, I don't know how I'm going to transition <laughs> to the actually talking about a silly basketball game, but here we are. Uh, please enjoy the episode. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 179 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, I'm coming to you today solo, of course, uh, because Fong is not available. Because, uh, well, he was actually at the game live, and uh, I was not at the game live, and uh, he's doing God knows what now, so after the game, so I am by myself, uh, just, yeah, to kind of just go over my notes about what happened. Honestly, not much. Like, it, I guess there was hope that the Kings could win this game just because it was the second night of a back-to-back uh, for the Warriors who, you know, came back on the Jazz last night. My God, the Jazz. Like, that's a whole fucking mess. But anyways, they come in without Klay, without Otto Porter, without Andre Iguodala, and without Steph Curry. There might have been other guys on the injury list, but that was the four I remember. So... It was hope that maybe they maybe they could like, you know, the Kings, I mean, could sneak a win instead. They lose in the goal one center 109 to 90. And the story of the game, for the most part, for the Kings anyway, shot shot 38% from the field, 21% from three. It's it was just one of those games where they couldn't hit shots, and the Warriors could. And the Warriors shot 47%, 16 of 34. And 51% from the field. And it like it's always a bad omen when Draymond Green comes out and hits threes. And it just feels like this bad guy just never misses threes when he plays against the Kings. The, the uh Warriors actually ended up with um with seven threes in the first quarter, and Draymond went two for two. I think that was his only two threes of the game. And that kind of sparked just pain. That, that was actually his only points. That's actually pretty incredible. Um, so, yeah, like, as soon as he hit those two threes, the Kings were, like, almost shell-shocked to a certain degree, and they somehow basically never recovered from those two threes, and the, and the Warriors never cooled down either, and, and then you have Andrew Wiggins hitting threes, and Nemanja Bielica, belly, revenge game, finally kind of gets his, like, just, you know, he just hit some threes and also was, you know, doing a lot from the high post as well. You had 19, 12, and six. That has to be his best game of the season. Like, I know he's not been great for the Warriors this season, even though he's he's had moments, but, like, that must feel great to kind of, like, you know, the, the situation with him and Marvin, like, where they play... They play Marvin over him, like just for the sake of developing him and pissing him off, and just basically made made it so they needed the Kings needed to trade him last year. Like, it must feel good for him to kind of go back at the Kings like that, kind of stick it to him. So that's well, that's basically all all there is to it for, for the Warriors side. They just they shot really well. You know, the Kings' defense was just bad, honestly. Like, I, I say. Like, I always say that the Kings, well, actually, I don't think I've ever said this, but like the Kings, like, there, there are a lot of times it feels like the effort just isn't there. I couldn't say that about this game. The effort was there, especially on defense and on offense, but like, they just don't play with a certain, pur- they don't play with a purpose. And especially on defense where, like, there are certain guys you can help off of, like, I, I've been harping on this all year, like, there are certain guys you, you can help off of to pack the pain sure the the idea or like the the defensive scheme is to help you know help on in the paint but like don't help off the right don't help off the shooters like Damian Lee always seems to hit a bunch of threes against us let me see how many he hit he hit no he went over three never mind but the idea is like I think I think the, the guy I was thinking of was like Jordan Poole like at a certain point like you know sure help in the paint but don't help off of Jordan Poole. Don't help off the guys that can actually shoot. Jonathan Kaminga, fine. Juan Toscano Anderson, fine. Like, don't help off of Belly and, like, those guys. It was just... They don't play enough with a purpose, and they don't play enough with a level of connectivity. And it's... You know, it's just... Like, in a game like this, where you just cannot for the life of you hit shots from the outside, your defense falls apart, and it's just ugly. Like, this game was just ugly to watch because... The Kings fell into their Warriors habits again. Like they, they basically jacked up a bunch of threes, and you know couldn't really get into the paint and settle for outside jump shots. Now granted, the Warriors defense is really good, so like they, they were able to shut down like the paint for, you know, for the Kings, and just yeah, just looking at the stat right now, like they like they they're able to like shut shut down the paint and then. You know once like they're able to like really lock in on the paint and force you to shoot from the outside you're not and if you're not hitting those open shots you got no chance and that's basically what happened this game like you know they the kings couldn't hit early and the, the warriors kind of snipped that out and just packed the paint there was just even when i wanted them to go into the paint and i thought they were fine like you know when they actually got to the rim, it's just there weren't that many openings You know the kings the kings just could not get anything going and it just it was just a recipe for a really really ugly game basically um ultimately um oh by the oh the next piece of news that i want to talk about kings are officially eliminated from the uh from the play-in tournament good good riddance i guess like finally like can we just acknowledge that we weren't gonna make it like you know 10 games ago almost like I don't i get it like you don't you don't want to like lay down and die but i'm gonna bring this up again could have snuck in some namiya's kata minutes here like i get it i get it it's hard to do it against the warriors who don't really have a center like they had you know they had looney and looney only played 15 minutes so like i don't know you can match like kata's minutes with him or something like you know damian jones was fine he was good for a good chunk of the game but certain plays with him and just like you know what just let's just have a different look like Alex Lem was out of this game you know we were all hoping like "Mm, maybe Keita get some minutes but like Damian Jones was fine but you know some of the plays you know he frustrates me a lot now like it just it just stands out when his hands are just bad and like for whatever reason sometimes he doesn't anticipate the pass it's just a little weird with him and you know some of his like you know he tries to be Sabonis sometimes when he when that's really not part of his game and he should just like strictly stick to kind of screening and rolling to the rim and you know like that's the thing like Keda, I feel can do that you know just fine like have him just have him get some reps out there like like are were they really seriously not playing him to hold on to the hope of just making the play in tournament what the fuck that's worth like that's it's just a frustrating thing about like the kings i don't even know the worst part is i don't even know if this is a, a king uh, an, the coaching staff decision or is it something from like ownership or like the front office if it's something from front off in the front office and the ownership like fuck off like you don't 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 try and affect them try, don't try and affect the game like on the court like the front office get get some players get some talent cool In front of or like ownership, just leave it back. Just fuck off. Just fuck off. And like, if the coaching staff doesn't have control, that's a whole nother can of worms that just that will just that's just gonna depress me. The more I talk about it, but the it's just like you could have snuck some minutes in for Kata here. Like, have him just get some reps out there, even though it is a small ball lineup, and he definitely would have been switched out of perimeter a lot. Just have him out there to see what he can do. And, like, honestly, he's probably a better pass than Damien is right now. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things that just frustrates me. Like, the, ki- the Warriors play some of their, their young guys a little bit. Or, actually, no, they didn't really. They played was it, Witherspoon, Withers- like, one minute, Moody, two- one, two minutes. So, it's not much, but, like, it's just... Play just you, you never had a chance, really. Just play the young guys, or the young guy, specifically. So, yeah, overall... Uh, I mean, it's just kind of, I guess, um, what was the word? Not fundamental. Um, I, rudimentary. It's just rudimentary. It's just, you know, the Kings didn't, like, they had a chance to win this game. They couldn't take advantage, and they just, they tried. They really did, and I'll give them that, but, like, they just didn't, they never found the purpose to, and to, like, play together, and they just weren't, weren't connected, um, to, the, throughout the game enough to win against, you know, a well-coached team with some very smart uh, NBA players and some guys who know their roles. So, overall, like, just, it's just one of those losses that you just got of say, "Hey." Eh. Uh, I will say the Kings did cut it to seven, but then they just, they couldn't maintain it, basically. Uh, just, I'm sorry to keep shitting on them, but, like, it started with Damian Jones trying to be Sabonis and forcing a pass that was never there. Or was it meant to? I don't even remember who uh through that turnover but yeah that basically led to a runout and uh yeah, that the kings just let the floodgates open and we're never close ever again so it's good to see the fight that that still stays with this team like there's something there but at the same time like you could have gone you could have gone down playing your young guy as well we're trying to get k to some minutes there and maybe maybe there's some behind the scenes but like i feel he sh- i had to feel he should get some minutes at this point like the season was lost long ago and now like Alvin Gentry's in the press in the press uh was at the press conference like saying that look you know you guys can look forward to seeing more Kata going forward why didn't we see him in the in these games in these last few games like you're not real you weren't you weren't really in it like it's ugh, frustrating just this damn team sometimes Okay, that's enough. Uh, that's enough for just talking about the kings. Let's move on to another topic that I do want to talk about a little bit more. So WrestleMania was th- this weekend, and it was it was a ton of fun. Like I don't know, I, I mean I went into it with pretty low expectations for the most part, because I looked at, especially night two, I looked at the card, you had like Johnny Knoxville, and like, you know, Pat McAfee, and uh, Austin Theory, and then, you know, um, I guess I was looking forward to the uh, the triple threat tag team match, that, because like, that at RK Bro, Street Profits, and Alpha Academy, I was kind of into them, um, but like, it was just tons of fun, and then night one, there was like, a ton of good matches, you had like, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, I thought it was a good match, Everyone's saying it's like match of the year. I'm not. I'm not ready to put it in that pedestal just yet because you never know what AEW can pull out, and you never know what WWE can pull out like throughout the year. They have some amazing wrestlers, so not ready to crown it like the best match so far of the year. Although I don't know which one I would go to. But uh, like, um, what, what else was in night one? Uh, there was Charlotte vs. Ronda, which was weird because like they. For some reason, Charlotte won. That was really weird. But, like, I I actually enjoyed the match quite a bit. Um, there was another match. I am blanking so hard right now. Um, uh, I guess let's quickly talk about the Steve Austin show. I mean, the Steve Austin part. Steve Austin actually wrestled a match. And actually, like, you know, took bumps and shit. And, ultimately, like, it, made KO, it, it was kale It was a fun moment. And it was just, like, you know, it, it it really was just fun like I wasn't expecting like much from that because I was expecting a talk show, which was you know i I would have been just, why is that closing the show? but whatever like ultimately it's just one of those things like where you know you, you, you gotta just I guess turn your turn your uh turn your brain off a little bit and just take take it for what it is and it, it was it was fun uh, the the one match i did want to talk about that was. Like uh, the most surprising to me, and it was just—it was the Logan Paul Miz versus Mysterio's match. And the main thing that I was really surprised about was how good Logan Paul was. I hate to admit it, like gr- granted, like he played his role perfectly. He was the heel. He was the biggest prick like out there and he played to the heel heat he hit the three amigos um on Rey mysterio and then did the eddie shake when he was on the top rope like that was just so much heat so much heel heat it was great now if he stays heel that is amazing like he's got something there he he seems to finally understand that he is an unlikable sack of shit and people will pay money to see to see him get get his ass beat And, yeah, he played to that, and it was weird how they won the match, but, like, still, like, you know, Miz gave him the skull-crushing finale, huge pop, you know, you get a thumbs-up from me. And, uh, like, I was surprised of just how much, like, I was impressed with Logan, (laughs) honestly. Uh, And also, he looks like a legitimate athlete. Like, you know, say what you will about him, like, he, he, he definitely, he's definitely an athlete, to, to say the least. He's big, he's really, like, cut and ripped, like, there's something there. And if he, and there's rumors saying think, I think there was a report saying like he was gonna be sticking around, that's actually gonna be very interesting. Um I don't know what he would do, but like, you know, I guess he's starting a feud with the Miz who hit him with his finisher um after the match. Um other than that, like I thought that was really cool. Um, next one, I mean, we well, we gotta talk about this. Like, Cody Rhodes return. Um, you know, the the 6-6. Six, six, Sick, sick part of me just wanted it to be shane mcmahon just how, just basically turn the lights off and then his music hits here comes the money and the whole arena will just start booing <laughs> but they didn't they didn't do that instead they straight up just played cody rhodes's aew theme song like it it was so weird to actually see him like it was an amazing. It was an amazing atmosphere. Amazing entrance. Like I got goosebumps like listening to that theme song play in a WWE program in, in Russ on WrestleMania, and but it was just so weird just seeing Cody back in WWE because like again he kind of personifies AEW to to a, to a degree. Like you know he was the guy that you know start basically started all this. Like he you know, Dave Meltzer said he couldn't fill a ten thousand Person of venue, he did it, and it basically started a whole new revolution that got Tony Co Tony, who what the hell was I saying? Tony Khan, like you know, his ears perked up, and they decided to work out a deal to start AEW. Like he he is kind of the, the the revolutionary that started all this, and it's so weird to see him come back and. Of course, I didn't watch the full match. It was just, it was a long match. I'm sorry. I kind of skipped it around, but like, you know, anybody that's going to make him look good, a great pair of hands to just give him, give him his first win back. Seth Rollins, they, they had a great match, you know, some really nice, like, you know, uh, homages, I guess, uh, some Easter eggs, if you will. There was the, there was kind of the bionic elbow that was really cool. Um. Uh, there was, apparently there was a cartwheel that I missed. Apparently that was an homage to Stardust. And also, um, the, the, basically, um, so Seth, Seth Rollins, uh, basically was about to set up for the pedigree. Cody reverses it and, and does basically the double arm hooks for which, you know, fooled everyone to thinking, oh shit, he's going to do the pedigree. But instead he did, what was it called? a Tyler jr Dr- Tyler Driver, um, I I don't, 76, I I don't know what the, what the move is, but that was really cool, but really good match, and just, yeah, Cody Rhodes is back, I still, I still refuse to really believe it, like, it's just so weird to think that he's back in WWE, but it's just, like, again, the the man that personifies all the anti-WWE sentiment, although he's never really, like, shitted on WWE, Like, he personified everything, and now to just see him go back, and, uh, yeah, it's just weird. I am interested to see how how he's going to be doing, like, about six weeks in, six months in. Like, is he still going to be a top guy? Like, I I said on um, last episode, like, you know what, Roman doesn't have any opponents after Brock, really. And, I mean, Cody Rhodes is real. I mean, Cody Rhodes is a great choice, and could be the guy to, you know, take the title off him, for all we know, so maybe that's an option, we'll, we'll have to see but, like, we'll, let, let's see what he does, and, you know what, well, I'll, I'll also have to see, like what they're gonna do after, the Raw, after Mania, are they gonna follow up on the Cody momentum are they gonna set up something like, you know, the if you ever watch the uh, WWE documentary about the Monday Night Wars like, the tide was basically turned after Wrestlemania 14 or 15, I think it was 15 was it 14 no no it was 14 that was the one where uh stone cold beat uh Shawn michaels and then the next night x Pac came x Pac came back and then there was also like you know austin basically starting the austin mcmahon feud like that was the turning point is this gonna be some sort of turning point because like they have to treat cody well and if Co- and like this is a huge defection in a way although like defection is a bit of a strong word but like you know the, the up uh, you know we've seen so many WWE guys end up going to AEW like this is the first one where it's the other way around and it's a huge steal by WWE and man, I wonder if that's going to turn into anything like is you know MJF constantly talks about like you know constantly talks about um coming we like you know possibly joining WWE like is this gonna be kind of a catalyst for like if they treat Cody well like you know, you never know, and we'll have to see what they do at, uh, the Raw after, uh, WrestleMania, and we'll, yeah, it's a very interesting time, to say the least, um, apparently it's a multi-year deal, too, so Cody's gonna be there for a while, I think, uh, that's what I heard, I'm, I don't, I'm not gonna confirm, but, all right, night two, um, the, I, I saw the, well, I saw the, um, triple threat, uh tag team championship match that was really fun and the thing that really does stick out to me is just how over like i don't watch i don't watch the weekly shows it's painful to watch them to be honest um but like the triple threat like rk bro is so over i did not like realize how over randy and matt riddle are and then like alpha academy like they were the perfect heels and like Street Profits, just kind of that perfect kind of like slot into any match, and like they'll they'll do their thing. And it was, it was, it was really good. Like a really good wrestling match. Like you know, RK Bro ended up retaining, and which like that's fine. And yeah, overall, very fun, like you know, kind of workhorse type match. A, a match that could fit on AEW, if you will, I think, like that kind of match. And it was tons of fun. Another match that was just tons of fun. I I I was not looking forward to this at all. I thought this was going to be just going to be stupid. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Like it, it was just like I'm gonna I'm gonna keep using this this word. Like it was just fun to watch. Like you know Johnny Knoxville like was kind of getting his ass beat by Sami Zayn, rightfully so. But and like you know he was just kind of like moping around on the floor. And then, like you know, the interference spots come, the weapon spots come, and he's and they basically do all these these weird jackass stunts uh, on Sammy Zayn, and Sammy sold it very fun in a very funny way, and like Wee Man got involved. Uh, oh, I forgot his name. I forgot his name. The the, the dude that drank the, the pig come. The, the dude that's all that was in his underwear. Um, like he like he was like just being out there being weird, distracting Sammy. And ultimately, Johnny Knoxville actually manages to pin Sami Zayn. Every near fall was so good. Like, it's, it's really fun. It's, it was a very funny and fun match, to say the least. I did not think I would enjoy it as much as I did, but I really enjoyed this match. Another one that I did not expect at all to enjoy Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. Like, Pat McAfee is over. He's got something. Like, I don't know if he's going to be like a full time wrestler. You know, he's an announcer and he's a retired NFL person or NFL guy. Like, I don't know if he's going to have a long term um, in ring career, but like, he's got something. He's super athletic. Like, he's got like the kind of, he's, he'd be a great baby face for sure. Like, he could definitely get the crowd behind him. And, and, and even in NXT, he, been, he could have been, he was a great heel. Like, he's got something. And like you know, the crowd was fully behind him, like in. Or oh, granted, it wasn't Dallas. Did he play for the Dallas Cowboys? I think he played for another team. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that much about football just yet. Still learning. Stay with me. But like you know, the crowd was so behind him. They were like singing his song. It was just he's got something. And I'm I'm interested to see if he does do more matches. He he could he could become like like a legit like real. Mm, I don't want to say star like that. That's a big that's a big word, but like he he's he's an interesting prospect going forward if he wants to wrestle. Now the post match angle that was pure like it wasn't even just fun. It was pure insanity in the best way. Vince McMahon got into the ring and actually had a match. Granted, he didn't really wrestle, and boy, he he, he looks he looks a bit old, but he took off his shirt. And he was wearing a tank top. And granted, he threw some god-awful punches and some god-awful kicks. But like the fact that he was in the match at all was just pure euphoric insanity. Like it was just so again, so much fun. And it ended with Stone Cold coming out and giving him a stunner. And it was it was just an amazing moment. Like again, like I just did not expect to have have this much fun like watching this match. It was incredible. And then, uh, the main event, um, main event, uh, Brock versus Lesnar, or Jesus Christ, I'm I'm running out of gas, but Brock versus Roman for the winner take all unification match. Uh, didn't really care for this match all that well. It was all right. It was an all right match. Like it was kind of a. I wish there was a little bit faster pace. Like it was you know, your typical Paul Heyman match, you know, finisher spamming. Like they didn't bother like with the working, the working a limb and all that stuff, like building to the finish. Instead, they just hit finishers on each other. And it ended with, I guess, Roman kind of cheating because like at the, because Rob had him in the Kimura and Paul Heyman kind of pushed the ropes a little bit towards him so that Roman could grab it and then he hits a spear and then it was over finally can we please put this chapter of the brock versus roman thing just to bed because we've done this enough times and i think it's finally time for everyone to just move on like we don't need to see this match anymore even though i really actually like both guys roman reigns is like he's on a level beyond anyone in the industry right now he is like the biggest star in the industry right now beyond Kenny Omega beyond Brock beyond anybody and I just never thought that Brock was gonna take him down just because like I, just, I like at this point I don't see Brock as, as big a star as Roman at this point like bro and honestly he isn't the right guy anyways you gotta he's gotta be a guy you build up to Roman's level and I don't even know if they can ever do that with anyone other than maybe Cody and or someone from NXT possibly like there's rumors about Braun Breaker possibly being the guy. I don't know. Like, Roman is on such a high level now. Like, I don't know if anyone can reach it. And yeah, let's just put this Brock and Roman thing to bed finally because we've done this. What is this? So, WrestleMania 31, WrestleMania 33. <sighs> Was this the third time they did this match? No, wait. What WrestleMania thirty-three? Well, what was the main event for that one? Fuck, I should remember this. Cause thirty, no, well, no, thirty, no, thirty-two was the really bad. Okay, thirty-two was the. Okay, so thirty-three was Undertaker. Thirty-four was Brock 2. Brock and Roman two, and then this is the third WrestleMania they main evented, and it was it was a fine match for what it was, and yeah, let's just put this to bed and finally just move on to something else and. I'll, I'll, i'm interested to see what what they do going forward like again who is going to be the next challenger is it going to be cody right away or are they going to build up cody for possibly next year although like rumor rumor is is that it's going to be the rock but doesn't i don't know if he's like he's not rock is not the guy to beat him either because he's not going to stick around so it might have to be cody <laughs> to be honest anyways yeah, but really good Wrestlemania. I really liked it pretty much most of the show. There were some shows I just, or some matches I skipped around with because honestly just didn't want didn't, to, didn't feel like sitting, sitting through them. Like I was not into the Omos and Bobby Lashley one. But like overall just great Wrestlemania. And I really enjoyed it way more than I ever thought I would. So kudos to WWE for putting on a damn good show after a absolute shit build. So yeah, um, overall good match. I really liked it, and yeah, that's all I have for this episode, I'll come back, I guess I will come back to you guys um, after, I believe is the New Orleans game on Tuesday, and uh, yeah, um, I i don't know what I'm rooting for at this point, because I, I mean, I've kind of given up, I gave up on the player a long time ago anyways, I was just hoping for them to, you know, play competitive games, or the Kings, I mean, to play competitive games, and just, you know, be... Or just build towards something. I don't know what they're building towards anymore. So, it is what it is. Like, if they win, good. If they lose, good. <laughs> like, it, it... I don't think they're going to drop to the next, uh... I mean, I don't think they're going to end up dropping to... What was it? Seventh? Or... They're not going to drop to eighth and odds, I don't think. I think it's, it's basically impossible at this point, so... I think they're gonna stay where they are in the draft order, but what I am looking to is that for the love of God, play Kata. I don't know why, I don't know if I would be pissed if they play Kata because, like, it would just bring up the question, why didn't you play him before this? Because you didn't have a chance anyways. Ugh, this, this damn team is just, is just making. Honestly, I'm probably thinking way more than they're thinking about it. Honestly, so. Uh, Anyways, uh, we'll probably come back to you maybe Wednesday, Wednesday, or t- Tuesday night, maybe late night, I don't know, but until then, uh, this was a very eh game, like I don't really have much to say about it, and uh, I guess I have got way more enjoyment watching WWE than watching this game, which is a which, which is something, that, that shows you how bad the Kings have been honestly like there was no joy to be in the, there was not that much joy in this game and uh yeah got more joy from just watching wwe and honestly talking about wwe more so yeah uh hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode though <laughs> i mean there's a transition for you um and uh yeah i'll catch you guys back or probably, hopefully Fong will we'll be back too um after the game against new orleans on tuesday